You're listening to a Sin Media podcast. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. Wagwan, my people, you are here tuned in with Hot Sauce. You are here with me, Aldrin, Davis, and Jenna. And damn, do we have a good show tonight. First, you heard Bullet from a Gun, that was by Skepta. Zulu Screams, that was by Golink. That's Malik a crazy Berry. Song. That's a heavy song. Go, man, 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 People go to the gym to work on their physical fitness, but people don't really have a place to work on their mental health or fitness. Ooh, understand? I like that. Oh, it's a muscle, I like man. That. It's I a muscle, that. exactly. It's just it's a fragment of ourselves, just like everything else, and we need to work on it, and we need to give it the appropriate attention, right? Yeah, of All course. Right, Why? I just think the more that we can get people thinking about things, discussing matters that apply to young people and to just people in general, to try and eliminate the stigma is really important. And like I say, to really open up people's perspectives, to understand that it's not as scary as you think. It shouldn't be seen as a negative thing. And just to really spread the positive message that, you know, we can help one another. And the more that we talk about things, the better things will be. Oh, big things, big things. Big things indeed. Mm. I think that we can start by saying that we are obviously not experts in anything oh, no. that we say. Mm. And of course, we will post like relevant links if anyone wants to find any more information up on our social media. But we are really just trying to encourage people to have their own conversations among their peers. And that is exactly what guys at home will be listening into here. We are privileged enough to be joined by an expert, but... From our perspective, we are just three young people having a chat about this matter. And if we can do it, so can people at home. Exactly. All right. Cool, cool. So, before we get to that, we will jump into some more fresh, fresh hot tracks. Up next, we have Can't Go Back by Koji Radical. You guys are locked in to Hot Sauce. What is up, guys? You are locked into Hot Sauce here with Jenna. Elgin and Dad. Fire, fire, fire. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about mental health and we have a special guest in the studio today. We have, we're joined Without here. Without further ado. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're joined here with the lovely Sinead. Hi guys, it's Sinead here and I'm super excited to be on the show tonight talking about mental health. Um, it's something that I feel really passionate about, um, not only in spreading awareness but just making people feel comfortable in talking about it. And letting them know that it's okay to feel bad sometimes and there's help out there and you are 100% not alone. I've been raising awareness, especially on men's mental health in the last year and a half. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at The ACM Project. It's all about getting men to come in, share their stories, giving them a platform to share their journeys of hope, healing and recovery with everybody else. And for them to show that it's okay just because they're a man, they're not going to be labelled as weak, they're not going to be told to man up. We want to just give them a safe space and a platform to share their voice and know that their stories help heal other men. So where did it start? What first sparked your interest in it? I guess I had my own journey with mental illness first and it's always hard to pinpoint the exact time that that happened. Um, I was diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder and depression when I was 21. 
So that was kind of when I was at uni and there were big changes going on and moving away from home and friends and all of that sort of thing. But I guess when I look further back, the whole journey of mental illness probably started when I was about eight years old. And those feelings of anxiety were kind of present throughout my childhood. I just didn't really know what they were. So I guess it's something I just lived with. I just dealt with it and thought it was like a normal feeling. I thought that's how everybody felt. And I guess as you get older, you realise that it's probably not that regular of a feeling. Especially when you're young, I don't think you can really pinpoint exactly what it is or what Definitely. And as a child, you know, we're viewed as children to not have any problems and not be stressed. And recent studies and research has shown that children do exhibit all those all those exactly. emotions and they do feel stress and they do feel anxiety. And yeah, so I guess after my journey with mental illness and being diagnosed with that came a really dark patch, a patch where... I guess I felt super alone, even though I had a lot of friends around me. But I never, sh- I never told my friends what was going on. They, they probably knew I wasn't well. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm very good at putting on a brave face and smiling and laughing. So I kind of just carried on doing that for a long time. But everybody reaches, I guess, a certain point where yeah, they can't, can't really do, do that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And I just got fed up of pretending that I was okay when inside I was just so not okay. Like, I was just so broken. And it got to a point where I was just in bed for a good week, two weeks. Yeah. And didn't eat, couldn't really sleep. and just, like, crying nonstop and thinking, oh, my gosh, this is, like, that's it. Like, I can't do this anymore. This is too hard. And, you know, my friends, although they probably didn't understand what I was going through, I was really, really lucky to have a tight support network. And my friends, you know, they do the small things. They'd make me dinner, bring it to my room, just be like, if you feel like eating, it's on the side. Or they'd wake me up in the morning, say, why don't we just go for a little walk around the block and you can go back to sleep. And so little things like that made a really big difference and they really did help. Um, And then, yeah, I guess... um, through that I got um, help I went to the doctors and I said I need help save me (laughs) save me this is too painful Um, and I was put on medication for panic attacks anxiety my depression um, and gradually over time I got better so that that did help yeah definitely definitely and the medication just allowed me to get out of bed in the morning and function and go to uni and do the things that everyone else was doing with such ease and those small things for me like getting out of bed in the morning and just braving the world like facing the world was just so hard Mm. um and the medication made all of that so much easier and just gave me the little uplift that i needed I think that it is that that people find so hard, putting their hand up and saying, I need help. How can we really try and help people to get towards that and really feel like it is okay to say, actually, you know what, I do need some help with this? Mm. I think it's it's so difficult um, because, you know, we, ha- we all have a high sense of ego and we all don't want to be viewed as this weak person or someone who can't fend for themselves. Um, who can't find solutions for themselves. Um, But I think it's really important for people to understand that it is an illness. And so just like you'd have a broken leg, you'd go to a doctor and you wouldn't sit there and carry on walking with a broken leg. Um, And you've got a broken brain. Your brain's not working too well. Your mind's not working Mm. too well. So what are you going to do? You're going to go see a doctor about it. And 
It's about normalizing these conversations and that's the important thing. It's about making people understand that it's okay and, you know, you don't feel too well mentally. That's cool. There's help for that. We can sort that out. Um, and I think a lot of people find that first step really daunting, but that first step, it's not an easy step, but it is really simple. It's a really simple step to take um, and it will lead you to such such a beautiful journey after that because there does come some amazing highs after you've done that and the support comes and you find yourself lifting yourself up um but I think in terms of what do we need to do I think you know having people share their stories having people and I'm not saying everybody should go on Instagram and social media and just share everything around but even telling people close to you you know oh, I get anxiety sometimes and then you you don't know what someone's going through like you could say that to someone and you could really touch a nerve and they yeah. could think oh okay I'm this person's one. also yeah, got normal, anxiety right. yeah like oh they've also got anxiety that's okay I'm I'm fine you know this is okay and that just starts the conversation and once we start that conversation and we normalize that conversation people feel that compassion and they feel that warmth and they will open up and it will become a lot easier for them to then go to a professional you yeah. know we've got to start small it starts by telling friends telling family your teacher whoever it is that you're you know close to and then they can come with you to the doctors or whoever you need to support you with that but it's about normalizing the conversation of course i think it's so hard because we live in this society whereby everything is supposed to be picture perfect because we are so obsessed with social media and we have these advances of seeing people's lives through a screen we don't quite realize that what we are seeing is not reality i think that it really is important like you're saying to get people to open up and say you know what i experience this too so people realize that they're not alone it's not abnormal and that actually what they're experiencing is far more common than they think. Definitely, yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about social media and the harm social media does, and that all does come from um, showing all the highs of life that not everybody experiences the same thing. Yeah, it's like um, the perfect snapshots. Yeah, and it's it's not real and it's pretty to look at, but it's not reality. And I I try my hardest that on my Instagram I make people very aware that although I do experience so many highs in my life, I still have days when I feel low and I still have days when my anxiety's bad. And it's just knowing. It's, it's knowing the signs and it's knowing the triggers that what makes your anxiety bad, what makes things worse and working out the things that help that and alleviate those feelings. Right. You also spoke previously that you had your friends and, and other people around you to create that kind of support group to help you get mm. up in the morning. Was that another goal of the ACM project to create a support group for people to, you know, have create a community where they're able to, you know, uplift each other going through these kind of conditions and situations Most definitely yeah definitely i think um people underestimate the the good that can come from pages on instagram and how that can make people feel warm and connected and make them feel less alone and give them that support you know i often share stories um on my instagram on the acm project and of, of men's stories and they're all stories of hope healing and recovery that's what they are and they're coming from a voice of light from people who have been in the darkness who have been on the bottoms of life who are now on the top of that mountain and saying you will get there you just need to be patient and that's it just have some patience have some acceptance for where you're at 
and you'll get there. Damn, this is heavy stuff, man. <laughs> it's heavy, heavy Adrian, stuff. but it's, it's very important. <laughs> and I think it's nice to reflect on what you're saying there, Sinead, about the positives of social media as well, because mm-hmm. we spoke a lot about the negatives there. And I think that that is obviously evident. But with what you're trying to do and with what hopefully other people can do as well is to create a positive space and a positive platform that can encourage people and can inspire people to really overcome and get the help that they need so hopefully we'll touch on that a bit more but for now we're going to jump into another track we are going to listen to mood by rico nasty you guys are locked into hot sauce what's up guys you are locked into hot sauce here with jenna eldrin and dabs that was mumbo jumbo there by tiara whack and before that we had mood by rico nasty Boys, boys, tell me, tell me, what are we discussing today on the show? We had some deep, deep conversation with Sinead. You know, our special guest for tonight. And before we spoke a little bit about her ACM project and how that's aiming to create a community for, you know, space for people to be able to speak without feeling judged and to be able to come and feel safe. But right now, we're going to go into the views on men's mental health and why this is really such a, a topic that needs to be explored more on this show and in the culture in general. Of course. Beautifully introduced there, Dubs. That is exactly what we are here to talk about because we are a BME show, but we are here to talk about communities and to really tap into communities where we have voices that are unheard or issues that are particularly prominent. And for this episode, I feel like this is such an issue that is reflected across all communities, not just our community. So we just kind of want to ask you more about your experience directly looking at men in particular and why do we have this kind of vision that men cannot be cannot admit any kind of weakness or cannot show any signs that that they are unwell i think um i was i was really interested in men mainly um and the acm project started predominantly because um through my own journey of mental illness and you know those feelings of complete hopelessness and and lost and just despair i i started to pick myself up slowly as i said and then i got news that i lost a family member to suicide and that really hit home for me that was the moment where i guess i started to realize that you know i guess the issues with suicide is we're never going to get an answer unless there's something left behind but it's it's one of those things that happened and i was just it it really hit me and it made me realize that i'm still here with a voice and i have to use my voice because my cousin can't do that anymore so in memory of him this is using my voice and saying that hey if you don't feel great even if you're a man it's okay and it's saying that you know there's so many societal pressures on men to be strong and i i just don't even know what that means anymore for someone to be strong because for me it's completely different and forget muscles and forget all this stuff like what is strength mm-hmm. and to me there's so much strength in vulnerability and being able to get up and share your story and and tell someone you're hurting that that to me is ultimate strength um and i think a lot of men you know you as as a child you give boys trucks and things that are physical to play with and you give girls dolls to nurture and to love and when a boy starts to nurture and love and show emotion he gets told like 
oh, stop it what are you doing like yeah. play with the truck or what are you doing don't don't act like that stop crying and, you know oh, I'm a woman but I'm speaking on behalf of men I understand that's a little bit a little bit strange but you know from hearing men's stories you know they're saying to me I grew up and I wasn't taught really yeah. how to show that sort of emotion I wasn't taught how to feel that sort of sadness and what to do with that sadness so it just ends up being anger because I can't I can't actually regulate that properly into any other emotion apart from mm-hmm. anger and how to I, communicate those emotions that you're feeling with yeah you. exactly and so I think those pressures make it extremely hard for men and as women we should also support our men in in feeling more mm-hmm. and to be more in touch with those emotions because how many times do we have boyfriends and girlfriends that are fighting because the boyfriend has no emotions and he's not expressing how he feels and he's not able to show these deeper emotions and the girls getting frustrated but we need to help them cultivate that we need to help them empower them to feel those things and tell and when they start crying to not shame them mm-hmm. you can't then shame them because why would we shame someone when we're trying to build them up and we're trying to show them compassion and love and all these positive emotions and we can't expect both things yeah they're just human in terms of it, you being a woman wanting to help men out and wanting to support men i think that when we look at any kind of topic be it race be it disability be it gender anything the more allies we can build on matters irrespective of whether yeah. you feel directly affected or whether the cause directly applies to you the more people that we can have supporting other people mm. and being allies to the cause then i feel like the more effective we will be well, i think as, as a woman coming and talking about the issues and stuff i think you always not always but you, you have sort of a um <clears throat> like a non-biased type of view or exactly or perspective on it because like as a guy i always like these are issues that either, like even talking about it right now i'm already like for instincts i'm just like nah but like just you know just deal with it like you'll be right cool calm but then then you coming from the outside you can see those emotions and you're like well nah you, i can't you, like you know that there's a different way to deal with it i don't know what that different way is yeah so you come from all of the subjective point of view mm. but you mentioned the root causes of like how we bring up men mm. and how we are raising boys mm. who are obviously going to become young men and i think that yeah that definitely really is a part to play in how we tackle this issue is that actually yeah if we are more comfortable in raising our young men to show emotion and to look for support and to really be in touch with their feelings then that is definitely a way that women can play a very very key part in the future of course yeah of course i think we have to remember that we have parents that have their own trauma and their parents had their own trauma and all these different traumas are passed down from generation to generation and we're now in a generation where our generation are trying to put a stop to this our generation are the ones that are trying to fix it and we want to put a stop and we want to say no i'm not going to i won't let my child deal with my trauma so i'm going to fix my trauma until i you know i'm ready to have a child and bring another human into this world yeah and i think that's really important to remember is that sometimes this is just a product of environment and a lot of the times we have children who are products of environment that are not necessarily healthy mentally physically whatever it is they're not being brought up in 
in an environment that is loving and gentle and caring and shown all these different ranges of emotion from happy to sad to angry to it doesn't matter what it is all those emotions are very important as long as we know how to exert them in a healthy way exactly and even what Elgin said before with the way males view it with how you're being a female speaking on the behalf of males and your your unbiased opinion as being a dude you're always gonna look at it from like some type of way you're always gonna be like oh no like we're always gonna be able to tough it up because it's just the type of like scenario that we grow in like the playground situation right growing up as children Mm -hmm. growing up with these male role models that come from this generational trauma like what you said Mm -hmm. and being in a situation now that we're able to put a stop to it do you really think that the acm project that you're putting together is something that is able to form this community that is able to speak about these issues and bring it to light. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I've watched men come forward and happily share their story, even for the first time, happily share their story because they just come to me and say, I just don't want someone else to go through this. Mm. That's it. I just don't want someone else to feel this pain. And so if I can give them one piece of advice and I'll, I'll share my story and I'll tell them everything as long as I know I'm helping someone. And, and that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter if you're sharing your story with thousands of people or one person, you, you're you always going to help someone. There will be always someone when I'm posting a story that will need to see those words. At that time, they will need that encouragement. Just to give them one more extra day just to think about what they're doing. To stop, breathe and make a formal decision. I'm going to go to the doctors. I'm going to seek help. I'm going to speak to my mum, my dad, my friends, whatever it is. And it's just about just taking another second deep breath think about it and then make a decision Mm. yeah we mentioned the support lines earlier if there are any young people out there that feel like they need to reach out and get any support from anyone that you can seek guidance and seek help from beyond blue on 13 00 46 36 and there's also lifeline which is out there for you as well which is 13 11 14 so please don't sit there and be alone if you are finding this topic difficult to listen to please don't sit there and feel like this is abnormal or anything like that we are here to just open up the discussion and to get people really thinking about how we can change the future yeah i just think that um it's for me i know at the end of the day like i'll always find it hard just because i come from like a prideful point of view like i know i know referencing all the adults and men that i've grown around and to like even have the conversation now with them as a grown man it's just pride right now it's important it's true because even me i grew up without like a like a dad figure in my life so everything i learned is from like my teachers at school yeah. and like uncles from my mom's family and that Me and that's denzel washington bro denzel washington <laughs> <laughs> and like even so the way that my mom kind of raised me as a kid when she's just kind of like if i fall over and i cry she's like no, no no don't cry don't cry like this is like a not manly thing to do she's trying to like teach me things that my dad should have taught me when i was when he should have been around mm. and it's kind of like these are things that she's kind of as a woman she's kind of her instinct is to be like oh no like to really nurture me but she's trying to be like oh this is the kind of way that men will view him as he Mm -hmm. grows up as an adult and in that kind of scenario that she grew up in she's like i don't want to see him i don't want him seen in a certain light Mm. yeah yeah like with the with us dealing it and changing it right now i think we changing the narrative of of male figure like your masculinity as a man of course massively yeah because i think it 
changes between individuals. So what you may view masculinity to be, I may view it differently. Exactly. You, you need to expect that there's you need to accept that there's no one definition. I think Definitely. that's the, that's the biggest yeah. key right now. Yeah. Is that everyone has their own definition of what it is. So yeah. And so everybody's journey is is so different. Everybody's depression is different. Everybody's anxiety is different. Bipolar, schizophrenia, whatever mental illness it is, our our personality will affect how that mental illness affects us. And I think that's also really important that just because this person's journey is like this doesn't mean yours will also be like this or doesn't mean, you know, that the pain is the same. It, it is different for everybody and that's really, really important to understand. But I think the most, the, the main message out of everything is that from all this darkness that, that people have experienced through mental illness, all these voices are coming from a voice of such light and they're coming from a completely different end of the spectrum, um, which is showing that it can be done. It's just showing that you really just have to hold it out and it can be done and there's light at the end of the tunnel, however cliche that is, there is 100% light at the end of the tunnel. We will get onto that. We will try and spread some more positivity and we will have some more discussions and more questions coming up. But for now, we are going to jump into another track. This is Song 32 by No Name. You guys are locked in to Hot Sauce. guys you are locked into hot sauce with jenna elgin and dabs you guys just heard threats by jean gray and chen lo and before that was sung 32 by no name we've been chatting about mental health and the impact that mental health has on our community other communities and young people in general specifically men and young men i think is who we're trying to really target here and really get them to realise that talking about mental health is not a negative thing, it's not something that we should shy away from, and really trying to get people to realise that the more we talk about this, the more positive impacts we can have. Mm, yeah. Facts. So, where do we start off? Yeah, we introduced the discussion, and then we well, we talked about men's mental health, and then we went into Sinead, Sinead's uh, campaign. So, yeah, that's what we've been doing. Plenty more to come, and plenty more discussions also. I'll tell you where we're going now. We're going up to the mountains, fam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we haven't been playing that today. We haven't been trying to get each other on the transition. <laughs> you know, I'm honestly sad that Elgin didn't put this on here, given that he went to the babbling books of where? Oh, true. true. <laughs> Elgin's the one who's been up in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere. You are locked in to Hot Sauce. This is a holy mountain. Give it the introduction it deserves, Elgin. Come on. This I is mine. Yeah, no, but I know you This is by DJ Khaled, Buju Banton, Sizzler, Mavod, and 070 Shaq. Sizzler Khaled. We just had some beautiful tracks. We played 24 Hours by our boy Agung Mango. And we had we took you to the mountains, the babbling brooks of Peru. Mm-hmm. You know, Rainbow Mountain <laughs> with Holy Mountain by DJ Khaled, Buju Banton, Sizzler. Nevada and 070 Shake. Ah, we've been talking about some crazy talks right now. We've been talking about some heavy hitting topics such as mental health. You know, we discuss men's mental health, why, why it's so important in our culture, how that affects us growing up, masculinity in general. We spoke about Sinead and her ACM project 
and how that's affecting the youth and just people in general in being able to be comfortable in expressing mental illness and creating a, an opportunity for people to be able to be comfortable in discussing that and communicating that in a safe environment. Beautiful, beautiful. Awesome. So we spoke a little bit earlier about your own personal journey with mental health. Sinead, we spoke about your involvement with it. Now we really kind of want to focus on the ACM project and what you've been doing and just let the people at home know exactly what is the project and what does it aim to achieve? Um, so the ACM project is a platform for men to share their voice. Um, to share their stories of hope, healing and recovery and let other men know that there's help out there. The journey's a long one, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and if you just start talking, start the conversation, um, it can lead to such beautiful and bright things. Um, so I guess it was important for me to share the broad range of the stories from young men older men i've got teenagers sharing stories i've got men in their 50s sharing stories um i've got businessmen i've got people working in cafes i've got all sorts of people getting involved and it's just to show that you know mental health can affect anybody mm-hmm. yeah. just as physical health can affect anybody um and it's just it's really important for men to realize that unfortunately no you're not immune to mental illness or suicide um it is something that can crop up at any point in time but if you look after yourself stay well exercise eat well have a good support network surround yourself with good people that lift you up inspire you motivate you all these things they help towards being mentally well Sure. Yeah. I think the thing with the ACM project as well and campaign um, is that creating a space, like just creating that safe space for people to discuss. I think that's the biggest thing just because from day to day, you just don't, you're not, you don't have any courage, you don't have, the, don't have the encouragement to actually speak about anything. So when you're in these safe spaces as well, it just breeds that sort of supportive mm. environment. Yeah. And I mean, our main, our main campaign is called Silence Kills. Um, which pretty much says it all. And um, I'm just trying to raise awareness on the first step of this mental illness journey, which is starting the conversation. And that is the first and most important step. If we can normalise this conversation and make it easy for someone to say, hey, are you okay? And really mean that when you say it and be prepared to listen to the answer and that means listening non-judgmentally that means listening with an open heart um this can encourage someone to feel safe enough to open up even more to you and it's not like saying to someone oh are you okay and they turn to you and they say oh you know i'm not feeling too good at the moment oh you'll be all right mate just you know let's go down the pub and have a drink or let's do this let's do this and you'll be fine and you'll get over it don't worry mate just keep going that's not what somebody needs when they they've just stepped into that little bit of vulnerability with you and them saying i'm not feeling too good that's for you to then step in even further and say what is it how can i help 
yeah. I'm here just to listen. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it is and I'll just listen. Yeah. If you need to just talk and just rant, I'm here. Mm-hmm. That sends someone a certain amount of compassion and warmth that invites them and makes them feel like, okay, if I if I tell them they're not going to judge me and they're going to understand and they're going to be empathetic. Whereas if you face someone with solutions, it's kind of cutting them off, yeah. you know? It's kind of saying we don't really have time to discuss what's wrong, but there's lots of things that we can fix. We can fix it. and, it, and it's not really about fixing things straight away. It's just about getting comfortable with talking about it. How do we get people to not feel fearful of talking about this, going and looking at things like discourse and the language that we use? Because mm. I feel like that is what puts people off. How do we encourage people that you don't need to be an expert and that mm. you might not get it right? You might not know exactly how to deal with these things straight away, mm. but there are ways that they can get to know. And how do we encourage that sort of thing? Definitely. Um I think the most important thing is that we understand as women, men, humans that we all we all desire and we all need connection with somebody else and we all need that love and that acceptance. Acceptance is key. And so once we accept that mental illness is more normal than it is abnormal, it will change the way we view mental illness. Mm. Once we accept that tomorrow I could break my leg, but Mm. tomorrow I could also get hit by depression, once we accept that that's how normal it is, it will change the whole aspect of mental illness and the way that it's viewed. You know, we're in a time now where I know people are getting upset with certain phrases being used and certain things being said in the wrong way and sometimes it goes a bit too far and I understand that Um, but you know in terms of suicide and mental illness I think one of the major changes is how we talk about suicide and one of the main things is being aware that we don't use the phrase to commit suicide Um, And that's mainly because that phrase was used a very long time ago when mental illness was not understood and it was suicide was seen as a crime and it was seen as a selfish act and it was seen as something that somebody should be punished for should they live after the attempt. And once we started to understand mental illness more and understand the brain and the mind a lot more, we came to understand that no, hold on, this is someone's feelings. This is a human with emotion. And this isn't about selfishness or, 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 not, or not having any regard for their own body. This is, this is deeper than that. This yeah. is so much deeper. And so now we use the term died by suicide because as anything else, it's like saying someone died from a heart attack. They died by suicide. So it's simple wording like that that can actually alter the way someone views something. And it really does make a a very big difference. And I just want to say, obviously, if this is triggering for anyone, um, then there is professional help out there beyond blue. Uh, The number is 1300-224636. And also Lifeline, which is 13, 11, 14. Yeah, there's always Perfect. someone here to talk to, man. Always, always, always. And speaking about that 
really positive kind of attitude and not shaming people that's very evident in what you do with the acm project but how do we really kind of create spaces for that across every avenue within society and really within day-to-day life kind of thing compassion and kindness for others is so important because you don't know what battle somebody's facing in in their heads and it's already a struggle like I said I had days when getting out of bed was enough of a struggle for me to just get back in bed and say do you know what I can't face this day Mm -hmm. and there are some people soldiering on through that and they're facing the day and you know they're they're trying to just live a normal whatever normal life that is and to be trying to live that life and be battling with your mind at the same time is incredibly hard. So as a human to another human, when we emit such kindness, it radiates to everybody and that kindness will radiate back to us. And it's about understanding that by showing that compassion and love, you allow people to yeah. grow and Integrity you allow them as well, to learn yeah. 100%. With the ACM project, did you feel like it was also a goal to make people feel less of, you know, a victim by of their mental illness and make it feel like more something that's in their control? Yeah, in their control. Yeah, definitely. I think once we start to take ownership of our mental illnesses, we can achieve a lot more. Once we start. I especially got into this zone of victimization and poor me, the world's against me, nothing goes right, oh, this is this is bad again, you know, I can't get out of bed again, oh, this is so awful. And we kind of sit in that darkness and that darkness ends up becoming very comfortable and that darkness becomes a space where actually, mm, I prefer this more than I prefer the light and that's dangerous. And once we start preferring the darkness and choosing the darkness over the light, that's when we got to change and it's about understanding that everything is a choice it's not a choice that we have a mental illness that's not a choice we have the mental illness but first comes the acceptance that we have that mental illness and to say i have depression and i fully accept that that's what i have and second comes the choice of whether we choose to suffer with that depression or whether we choose to live a normal life and still excel in so many different things regardless of our depression or whatever the mental illness is. Mm. That's brilliantly said, honestly. I can't do it without the help of the community. Like I can't, I can't do this without all of those men. So for the all the people that have come forward and ever made signs or shared their story, like I, I fully, I'm, I so appreciate them. Yeah, I think that's something that we really want to latch on to is that obviously we speak a lot about community here. That's the whole kind of premise behind our show. But I think the more that we can kind of connect people and create communities to really allow people to realise that they're not alone, they're not by themselves and to create positive spaces. I think that is so influential and so important because it also encourages learning. I think that there are so many things that even now, just being on this show, I feel like I'm learning myself. And I think that the more we get people to have these kind of conversations, to not feel afraid by like discourse or saying the wrong thing or feeling like this is a negative kind of conversation to Mm. have, the more learning that we can create and hopefully the more positive impact we can have in the future. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those things, it's so simple, you know, it's easy just to say to a friend, I'm here. Of course, That's it. Sometimes someone just needs to hear those words and that's, 
that's the most important thing and to sit in the dark with someone mm-hmm. and just say I'm here and we'll walk to the light together that's it that's yeah. all somebody needs like you were saying before if somebody broke their leg they would go and seek help for it in the same way that if a friend breaks their leg you're not expected to know exactly kind of what how to fix it yeah what break yeah. it is or how to fix it but you know to be there for them to exactly. help them and to support them of how course exactly yeah. so I feel like that is the way that we need to kind of look at mental health and realise that yes we may not be psychologists we may not be direct professionals we may not be in whatever ways we choose to see qualified mm. but the more that we kind of are like willing to literally just listen mm. and to just be there like you say be it to sit there in the dark with someone be it just to attend a doctor's appointment with someone be it anything mm. the more we are willing to kind of just support and not judge and not try and come with the solution not try and say definitely. oh no this is this or that's that yeah. then that is definitely what we trying to want to try and encourage young people and just anyone listening at home to really tap into and engage with definitely mm, yeah. yeah i, I think, agree yeah for sure the biggest takeaway is just to be there basically for your friends and family just to be like the shoulder of the crown really because i really like, so now having this discussion i realize that i've done it wrong where I've been the person I just be like yo alright cool let's, you know, we'll, we'll take it out we'll be good I can I do that with you yeah you did <laughs> yeah, I can do that with you you were down that time I was like bro it's all good let's go let's hit it but nah. it's okay to and admit to, to being encourage. wrong yeah. yeah and it's still good to encourage and to motivate someone um, it's just about you know if someone's coming to you with this big problem they might not be ready to fix it just yet they might just need mm. to sit with it for a bit and just sit in it and and feel the emotions that that problem can bring yeah. and then they'll move on to yeah. the solution because that's the only way you can understand yeah it. that's the only way you can understand your emotions is if you feel just it realize it, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. just sit in it and feel it completely and Definitely. even with everyone else everyone feels it differently of course so yeah some people really want to just sit and like really like deep what mm. they're feeling right now yeah. so really understand their emotions because mm. some for some people this is kind of like the first time they're really understanding or really like feeling emotions mm. this strongly Definitely. for a particular thing or in a particular way yeah. so sometimes being able to and also for some people being able to have someone take them out of that situation for them and just be like oh come let's go do something is something that's going to be like oh cool I can understand and see the world from a different perspective than I normally do it's relative to the individual exactly we will get on to more solutions for the future and what kind of advice we can give to people and what actions we can try and encourage people to take but for now again we're going to jump into some more music you can tell you can definitely tell okay okay (laughs) come on then come (laughs) on what do we have up next up next we have my boy Smina with Clink you guys are locked in to Hot Sauce that was Earthquake by Tyler the Creator from the Eagle album. We'll have, we'll have the discussion next week. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you heard Clink by Smino, which, you know, you're deep in my oh, back. This is my personality given to you on a plate right now. For okay, real, for real. We're, we're learning. <laughs> we are learning about you as a person, Dabs, but we are also learning about mental health tonight yes. on Hot Sauce, trying to encourage young people to engage with this topic, trying to encourage people in general to really talk about it and not see it as a negative thing to discuss so we've had some had some deep chats but we are lucky to be joined in the studio we are joined boys are we not we have the lovely Sinead please come through 
Hey guys. Hello. Hello. We've been talking to you about your wonderful project that you've been running. We've been talking to you about men's mental health in particular and your own personal journey with mental health. From your expertise, what message do we really want to send people away with from this discussion and from having this conversation? I think it's really important that we educate ourselves educate ourselves on what it means to be well educate ourselves on what it means to be unwell educate ourselves on love compassion kindness on being a better version of ourselves but for ourselves and being kind not only to other people but to ourselves and that's really really important once we love ourselves and we're kind to ourselves we can spread that to everybody else um and of course in terms of mental illness specifically um it's normalizing those conversations getting people talking about it like it's an everyday chat and making people aware that none of these journeys are easy um mental illness will never be easy at all but it is pretty simple and once we start doing the small little steps we can really see change and we will make change like we're we're getting there it's already getting better and one thing i always remind myself is that our minds can sometimes distort reality and they can sometimes they're not very nice to us yeah. and sometimes they tell us things that we might think are true and we're not sure and we're confused and it's really important to remind ourselves every single day that we are not our minds and we are a bigger source than that we are way bigger than that right. and we have so much control it's just about knowing how to access those things and it's just about understanding that we have to take ownership of where we are and the situation we are in and only then will we move forward yeah. some people are in states of denial for years and it's only when we can just really sit in that darkness and a lot of strength can come out of that. A lot of strength can come out of that darkness. Do you think that's that's where therapy comes into it as well? Because you need to. I mean, yeah. I don't think everyone will be able to just pinpoint what's wrong. Like, okay, yes, I've sat in the darkness. Okay, this is this. Mm. So I think that's where therapy would be. Key yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's about seeking help from a professional that will will see things that you never saw and will see you completely differently to how you see yourself because maybe like i said you know your thoughts are telling you one thing and you think another and you're confused and it, it turns into a, a battle against ourselves and we end up fighting with ourselves by ourselves yeah. and it becomes a very lonely place and uh, it, it's to go to a therapist and for them to say look this is fine like this is this is pretty normal i've seen so many people that have dealt with this and they've managed to come through the other side it gives you that little bit of hope to know oh okay thank goodness this is normal yeah. she's already dealt with people or he's already seen people that have been through this right that means i can do it too exactly yeah. also 
Do you think this an important part is to remove the stigma of going to see a professional? Because yeah, a lot of people find that very daunting and mm, people like if I find if I find a professional and go talk to someone that actually knows what they're talking about, that means the problem that I'm facing is very, very real. Yeah. And a lot of people are very mm. scared of that actually being a reality in their life. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people but don't want to be like I, I told you, I told you about my brother, right? Yeah. He said he wants to go to therapy. I've never seen him get roasted by my parents so hard. Uh-huh. They roasted him and was like <laughs> Right, but that's the thing yeah. is, and it's it's coming. It's that acceptance, and it's you won't go to the doctor until you accept exactly. that you need to go to the doctor, right? So it's until you accept that you are that sick that you have to seek professional help, and it's knowing that this person is not. This person's not going to sit there and laugh at you. This person is not going to sit there and judge you. This person is a professional. This person knows what they are doing. And you are not the first person to walk into that doctor's surgery and say, Hey, I'm lost. I don't even know what's wrong, but I don't feel good. You're not the first person and you won't be the last person. So it's about really, really taking that in and really thinking about that like, Oh, this guy's seen it all before. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day about mental health and what they were kind of saying is that in the US if you don't have a therapist you are kind of seen as strange like if you don't mm. go to therapy it's like what what are you not doing that for yeah. whereas unfortunately as is I think certainly the case in Australia and in the and in the UK that yeah you're so right Dabs and you're so right Sinead, that we have this kind of stigma around going to therapy mm. and we need to definitely try and alleviate that and get rid of that because yeah. as you quite clearly say that is your kind of space to really help you and to, to look after your, your mm. mental health. I think therapy whether you think you have a mental illness or not I think seeing a therapist is one of the best things any person could do because if you're scared of seeing a therapist, if you're worried about what they're going to say, the only thing you're worried about is your true self being found. That is the only thing you're worried about. And so, and that's not it. That's not in a bad way. You know, that's not like, oh, you're a nasty person. You don't want to be found. It's just that you're scared of what might be beneath all these yeah. layers, all these layers that you just protect that yourself from. talking about. Yeah. And it's about stripping yourself bare of all those layers that you've used to protect yourself with and one by one taking off those layers and going back to your true self and understanding that we are just love. We are love. We are kindness. We are compassion. We, we are all these beautiful things and everything else that we've layered ourselves with we're just trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to keep ourselves safe. And that's okay too. But there comes a point where we end up forgetting who we are. And we end up getting lost. That's when things start to get out of control. Right. I don't think people realise when you're going through that routine of daily routine, like work, home, work, home, mm. and then how you build those layers. Like you just don't, you don't mm. realise how many times you just, there's things that happen to you in the day, just like you cope with it in a different mm. way and just, take that you and block you think, it out okay, with I'm this, not going to deal with that again later and then the next day and then the next day mm. and it just builds and yeah what's well, the sure. word for compartmentalizing <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you just kind of put things into boxes and just yeah. don't really open the boxes you move them away and just yeah. push them out of, the, out of sight out of mind because so, it's easier yeah yeah sometimes it's easier to be somebody else than exactly. to be yourself exactly that's a gem it <laughs> but it's not as special no yeah. no you should definitely think, want to be yeah. yourself i think with that yeah, that, that really hits home because I realized that I was like a road runner. Like, I would not accept anything. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I'd be focused on what I'm doing. 
Yeah, I'll be frozen on what I'm doing, and it's like anything that comes out of it. I'm like, uh, until last year when I went to that that week away camp, when you're like all joke, joking me, like, oh, he's gone for like <laughs> he's gone for like a week to some like weird ass no resort. No lie, he but turned, I, I he literally turned did. Up his phone for a week. Yeah, I went away for like a week, talked That's to like all so these different people at this like camp, and that was one thing that I definitely got out of it was just how. You meet. You we're forced to meet these people from all different places, mm. and you're forced to analyze yourself. Mm. And then you realize that there's so many different things that I've built and made myself. Mm. When it's like it's not true at all. I'm like, this ain't me. And then that's when, yeah, that's that's why that hits home for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. And like I said, once you take off all those layers, you realize that you you aren't all those things that your mind was telling you when you were depressed or anxious or sick yeah. and you these things are just they're just to protect us and to keep us safe and that's just coming from back when we were cavemen and instincts and you know anxiety and the fight or flight and that's about understanding that some people you know anxiety is constantly being in the flight mode and constantly being in that high state of arousal and that right that just comes from fear of everything the fear of the future the fear of the fear of absolutely everything and that that sometimes is really hard for people to understand and really sometimes one of the hardest because it's something that we all experience like we all get anxiety when we have an exam or you know we have something we're really looking forward to and we get butterflies in our stomach and it's kind of a good feeling and it's until that goes into overdrive and it becomes so dangerous that we we're just we're flying every time flight 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 gone and so I think understanding those those types of mental illnesses and understanding that those things kind of come and go, but they can be so debilitating physically yeah. as well as mentally. So it's about having those mental illnesses that also affect us physically. Mm. I think it comes back to what you were saying about um, mental health not being a conscious choice and about control, because I think that definitely nobody like chooses mm. to be mentally ill but what we do have the choice over is our environment mm -hmm. and the things that we find trigger us and the things that don't help us to mm. heal so what you were saying Elgin about how you just stepped away like you stepped out of your environment that yeah. you were comfortable in because sometimes where we are comfortable is not always what is best for us because no, we sure. surround ourselves with people even if they're family members and friends you have to analyze the relationships that you have going on there and not be afraid to put your yourself first mm. and not be afraid to put your own mental health best because that is what you have control over you might not have control over the illness itself definitely. but you definitely have control over your environment and for people looking to you know do things for the future i think that's definitely something that we want to try and encourage young people to do and other people to do is to really look at what you can control not mm. get too het up over what you can't control definitely a hundred percent yeah, it's about finding the things that work well for you and whether that's meditating or mindfulness or going to the gym, going for a walk, whatever that is, whatever that practice is, do it. Do it as much as you can and let your mind rest, let your mind be at peace and once you start doing those things over and over again and you start letting your body feel those positive endorphins flowing and let that let your body actually experience that you'll want that more and you will you'll you'll find that a lot easier it will come to you so much easier 
fantastic so actually before we wrap things up and say bye-bye for people listening at home where can they really find more information about your project and what you're doing well probably the best place is instagram so you can follow us on instagram at the acm project um my personal profile is at sinead kiki that's s-i-n-e-a-d kiki um and also facebook page as well we've got the acm project on facebook um and those are our main two our main two platforms um i will just say that for mental health awareness week this year we do have an event coming up um with some people sharing their stories and some creative content coming up and yeah it'll be an afternoon of storytelling hope healing recovery lots of positive vibes going and just good chat starting the conversation um so if you follow us on instagram or facebook we'll have more information on there as well about that fantastic i think that's so important there you mentioned about the creative content and that kind of aspect that you know we are able to utilize these platforms such as social media and i think that creating content is so much more accessible because we wanted to get as many people involved as possible and you know by doing things in that way in the way that you are with your storytelling and with any other forms of content really we are allowing so many other people to participate irrespective of their levels of intellect irrespective of you know whatever barriers they may face the more we can remove those Mm. and get rid of them the more people we can include and the more people we include the more positive change we've got exactly everyone's story is important wonderful well going off that and moving forward it has been so so amazing to have you in and really to have this discussion thank you very much thanks for having me up next we have a track that's very important because one thing that we want to avoid is silence (laughs) (laughs) because because silence kills there we go up next (laughs) is silence by popcorn you are listening to hot sauce thank you so much for coming in thank you guys you are Elgin and Dabs, you just listen to Preach by our man Gets, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From BBK. Mm-hmm. From BBK. We have a lot of love for BBK on the show. Oh, yeah. Why, why is in that? In general, <laughs> we don't want to make Elgin too sad. Right, yeah. He's going to pull a sigh again. <sighs> Dabs and I interviewed Jamal. All right, let's move on, fam. <laughs> let's move on. Let's, let's carry on. Let's move on. Let's link it back to what we are talking about today. We've been talking about mental health. Had a lovely, fantastic interview with Sinead, which was so important to really get that information and to get those facts and that really encouraging perspective. <laughs> but we're going to try and link it back to our community. Sinead did a wonderful job of talking about the issues of mental health in general. But what I kind of want to progress and talk to you boys about is the issues with mental health within men, within the black minority ethnic community. Because for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, this obviously is what all this show is about. It's about our community. It's Melbourne's hottest BME show. So we have to link it back. We have to bring it back to our community and really kind of address this, what is a very prominent issue within our community. So boys, what do you think from your perspective as males, as males within this community, why do you think it is so hard for us to address issues such as mental health reflecting on what Sinead said and what we've been talking about and really trying to analyse that and take it forward. Yeah, like, 
With males, I feel like in most cultures, males are viewed as like, you gotta be tough, like you're the breadwinner of family, you come through, you carry everyone on your back, you really like, you're carrying everything, really. So when you're, you're mentally weak, your mental fortitude is seen as like one of the last things that you really look up for. Like you, if you're physically strong, you can deal with any problem, really. Like you'll just think your way around it, fine. But in our community, I think that's taken to another level, really. So males aren't really expected to feel kind of down or, or have put too many, too much thought into their own emotions. They just kind of do their own thing. The whole emotional thing and the, the children and all of that is pushed onto like the mother figures and all the aunties and everyone yeah. else. So growing up as a male, that's kind of a situation where for me in particular, growing up without like a real father figure close to home, I, everything I learned from like my uncles and my mother, it's kind of like my mom was trying to make me seem a way that to my other males in the family, like, oh, he's still manly just by having like, oh, like not having a dad in the, like, in the household. So you really like, you push the mental health to the side and you just really focus on what you look like on the outside, just the physical aspect. But I feel like the more and more you push that mental aspect to the side, the more it kind of like gets to you and becomes debilitating in a way that you can't kind of recover from it. Yeah. I think um yeah, there's all there's all yeah, there's all of that that plays into it for sure. Um but now now I think now it's definitely changing with the youth, like people our age and even younger. But when I look I look to older like um my uncles and yeah, most of my uncles and stuff that I I was when I grew up I looked up to them and then now now to see that even to have that conversation with um around mental health um it's hard because i think a lot of people have been have become stuck in their ways mm. and it's it's pride because you're basically challenging um the something old, everything has been around for generations yeah right? everything that you've based your whole character on so you've built like a lot of men especially in our communities and stuff you build yourself around that idea of being the strong man and yeah. um the traditional breadwinner so if you coming and then if you coming at someone that and you basically trying to have the conversation of um uh you need to analyze yourself because you may be weak and stuff like that you challenging them as a person and everything yeah. that they've believed in yeah so it's always, you can understand where and why it would be so hard for men specifically to have these conversations because mm. you're challenging their whole their whole personality mm. and person that they've based their life on, you know? For us, I feel like it's definitely easier as youth. So for me and Aldrin coming from one another, like for us, we're still trying to form ourselves as young adults to adults. So this is the kind of situation that we're growing up and the kind of adults that we're going to be. We're going to be aware of our mental health and aware of the kind of situations that are going on in terms of our mental well-being. Whereas like, if we try and have the same conversation with our uncles and like grandfathers and all of that, that have already built themselves, built themselves up as like adults. It's, it's really them? not happening. You're challenging everything they've built themselves up on when they were at our stage. Mm. Yeah. So but that, then I guess, I guess it always goes back to the, um, you need to understand people's differences. And then the way that you come at that or try to have those conversations, it's always going to be different with people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, you can't have, this sort of open-minded that they definitely could accept everything that you're saying and everywhere that you're coming from because the things that they learn have learned from the people before them mm, yeah we're a very traditional community and i feel oh, like yeah, a lot sure. of people are conscious of preserving tradition mm-hmm. preserving how we've always been but i feel like 
definitely within this generation something that we're really trying to latch on to is to realise that there is so much positivity in change and that we have to move on we have to develop as things develop as time goes on we have to keep up and I think that that's definitely a job that our generation is trying to do we're trying to it's hard you can't you can't say to your parents grandparents or whatever they're not going to quite understand they're not going to have the same conversations as we are but I think definitely what we were, we touched on that it is our like our job now as this generation to not let it go any further to yeah. realize that tradition isn't always own. the best way it is sometimes flawed and being so caught up in this idea within our community that men have to be strong that men cannot display any kind of weakness and that men cannot talk about their feelings is definitely something that we want to try and get rid of within our community and within other communities as well within every community exactly and it's it's really an important issue because as we can see the whole idea of we are very like traditional in terms of our community right us as the youth in terms of the internet like where are your age that have grown up with the internet and yeah. i feel like that's played a huge part in kind of the ease in letting go of traditional kind of beliefs uh-huh. and we're able to take in ideas from other cultures that may like are near us but may not have been in our direct like vicinity in terms of our uncles and yeah i love i love Buddhism. exactly I it's love crazy Buddhism. because like in terms of our uncles and aunties, when were they ever going to come into contact with Buddhism? Like, they're never going to come into the philosophies like that. It's like when you look at policy. <laughs> policy borrowing is a thing. Mm-hmm. So why don't we apply that personally to us as individuals? Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be something that we only apply uh, from a governmental perspective or from the government, as you love dubs. <laughs> the government! <laughs> yeah, but if that's... If that's but I get what you're saying. You a just technique take... that's used, yeah. we look at other societies in order to yeah, adapt yeah. the way we approach policy. But I feel like when you look at any kind of policy, we have our own personal policies that are to do with how we conduct ourselves as a society. So we should be looking at other communities and other groups and borrowing and learning from them we spoke if you even going back to the black excellence episode with the garden of beats boys we we said that a lot of the issues that we face it's not about creating more segregation it's actually about coming together and expanding our community and combining communities together and i think that's definitely something that our community can latch onto and really look at other communities that are doing more to make discussions around mental health more acceptable and to make them more approachable exactly and then that's even for like individuals like yourself jenna like someone of mixed race right yeah how is your experience with the like the cultures and the values of like Ooh. mental health Ooh, the tea. so i think that's definitely very important because i feel like my mom is so clued up on she's obviously she's not an expert she doesn't know everything but if i try and talk to my mom about mental health she's like so amazing and so really accepting and understands it and what i was saying to Sinead earlier about looking at trying to have that kind of conversation with my dad and even looking at my relationship with my dad i feel like he just will not you mention anything to do with like his emotions his feelings or anything like that to him and he just instantly reacts with anger like i cannot have a conversation with him and where that used to anger me in the past Mm -hmm. where his behavior used to anger me and upset me I feel like definitely something that I think is a result and a product of this movement and of this generation 
trying to understand mental health more it's something that i've really kind of realized actually you know what like he is this way because of the way that he's been brought up because of like the stigmas around mental health because you know he feels like he has to be strong he can't he can't show any kind of weakness and stuff like that that's definitely changed my perspective towards how i look at that relationship and i think that's definitely a key difference between the two communities that yeah my mum is just so receptive to to all of that and yeah it's just a total struggle with my dad who's obviously a Korean heritage yeah. exactly and it's crazy when you you really like deep that because yeah when you deep it it's mad even for me when like i'm when i was younger and it's like oh i'm trying to talk like my cousins and they're like oh no this is like so that's, that's a white people problem and i'm like okay but like we're humans though like we really go through this like it's really just a thing that we do but they're like it's we kind of just push problem, it yeah. to a problem that like nah this is not something that community we don't, yeah we don't want to associate that with our community when you look at mental health i feel like people from our community we're just trying so hard coming from a point of serious oppression we're trying so hard to prove that we don't have any problems and to stop that oppression we don't want to give people anything to put us down by so we don't want to admit that we have issues within our community and i think that's why we have this very kind of internal approach whereby we always want to deal with things within our community we want to keep it hush we don't want to be open and expressive because being open and expressive means kind of exposing your vulnerabilities exactly exactly and that's what we definitely don't want to do because i think we feel like we are so vulnerable as a community and as a group to facing oppression again exactly i feel like also the whole our culture being one that was like oppressed and looked down upon as an as like in a negative light for such a long time has really made us as a like a whole community be like no, look, we've been through all of this stuff. Why are you complaining about this stuff now? Yeah, like, yeah. And you're always compared. So I feel like often, you know, our ancestors have gone through so much and people often say, well, how can you be mad about that? You didn't experience it. You didn't go through it. And I feel like it applies the same. It's like, well, if they were able to go through that, if they were able to go through literally, you know, being transported from their homeland to completely different places, being enslaved, yeah whatever and then you put your hand up and say oh like i don't really feel very well today like you know there are some people who will just hit back with negativity and we can't do that we can't compare these things we can't try and in any way it goes back to just accepting people's people's differences so exactly you know, exactly <clears throat> do you know what i'm saying that there's the circumstances now are totally different to what they used to be mm-hmm. so people now are going to be dealing with stuff that did not exist like how many jobs did not exist yeah um, yeah like 10 years graphic ago. designers didn't yeah exist graphic back then. designers social media was not where it's at exactly. so there's a whole there's another type of um so many more pressures that are just totally different and it's Except also like the, the the conditions that they were in back then were extraordinary circumstances these yeah. aren't like normal circumstances what we no. live in right now are like very like run-of-the-mill this is like best life that you can live at right now just like perfectly middle class so right? far yeah yeah exactly out of everything yeah and so far it's right now we all need to know that like the exception is not the norm like we can't no. base everything that we're going off of in like in our life off of what people went through of back course. then because those are extraordinary circumstances so what we live in right now these people probably had back then as well but also had to deal with the situations that they were living in as well yeah no, we can acknowledge a very distinct level of privilege and we can say, 
it's fantastic that we don't have to go through that but that doesn't mean that life is then rosy and that we don't have issues such as no. mental health and I think that also just because our approach to mental health and the way that we analyse and look at mental health now is become is quite a new phenomenon it does not mean that mental health and and like those kind of issues surrounding mental illness doesn't mean they're new mental illness hasn't appeared out of nowhere it is obviously something that would have been prominent within those groups of society also but because it wasn't we didn't quite know what it was and because as a society we didn't quite know how to deal with it it won't have been spoken about and it won't have been acknowledged but it definitely will have been still there like our, our ancestors would have still faced issues surrounding mental health also yeah it's just the approach yeah. towards it that's new not the actual issue yeah like uh, like Sinead said earlier you, you just uh, you can't forget that the power you always have that power anyways to change the circumstances so um it's sort of like in like like you're constantly growing you're constantly learning mm. but when you go through these issues you sort of stop you stop doing that in a pr- productive way so then if you can just fix these issues and like go seek help and whatever it may be um and have that conversation spark spark the discussion um and then heal yourself through that and then you just get back onto the road that you were previously on but now you just sort of you sort of more focused and you're healthier for it exactly. if you get me and i think you can accomplish your goals goals better exactly and to top of what Elgin said it's also important with like the people that you kind of surround yourself in and yeah, speaking from personal Big experience time. when I go through something my immediately tendency is to like kind of like pull back and just like complain <laughs> on the internet like yeah. for a while <laughs> and like having someone like Elgin <laughs> come through and just kind of like <laughs> like yo what are you doing kind of just like snaps me out of that and I'm just kind of like okay cool let me go back to regular life now and like this is like where I am now I'm able to talk about this and <laughs> look back and really like laugh at it yeah, but that that's the key though. You need to surround yourself with the, with people that are able to to do that. Um and that's where that where it comes out of. That's where it comes to putting yourself in different environments, you know. Exactly. Um, meeting new people, having the discussions once again and just being able to spread your like talking about your story. Um and that, that's all I think you'll find healing through that. Facts. When you express yourself and you have those conversations with people. Facts. All facts, no printer. A really good place to really get that kind of support and to really focus on things. Some people find nature really therapeutic. And especially trees. Nature. Trees. And- Good. This is mine. This is Time in a Tree by Riley Ritchie. You're locked in to Hot Sauce. What's up, guys? You're locked in to Hot Sauce with Jenna, Elgin, and Dabs. Yo, yo, yo. Come through, boys. What, what, <laughs> You guys just listen to No Eye and Team. Oh, okay. I like that. I was looking at that. I was like, what is that? I what love is that. that cool? It kind of just came no up. No Eye and Team. Okay, I understand. I'm it on board. It kind of just came up and I was like, oh, this is crazy. I'm putting it in. <laughs> I get that. I get that. <laughs> That's like that Rico Nessie song that yeah. I just came across. I was like, this is incredibly hard. You gotta get it. That's by Childish Major, and before that, we listened to Hope You're Happy by Emeralds and Earth Gang. And before that, we listened to Time in a Tree, by as we were boy. all trying to <laughs> trying to weave in Yo, in some way, think, shape, or form. I don't think we've had an Riley episode. Ritchie. I don't mm-hmm. think we have an episode without Earth Gang. Earth Gang goes off though. They actually they've snuck in every off. year. Incredible. I feel like it's Earth Gang. Is um who else you always play? Oh, you always play Wizkid. Elgin, <laughs> always, there's always some Wizkid in there. I was surprised Elgin didn't put Huku in this time because oh I'm gosh. like, yo, he will put this in every chance that he gets. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. We, well, 
consistency is good. Yeah, consistency is key. Is key. But those other tracks that we played for you guys. What about the chats we've been having, my friends? What about the chats, boys? What have we been talking about today? Tonight, tonight, we've been having some... We had heated, heated discussions on, you know, mental health, what it means to be mentally aware of your mental illness, right? To be able to talk to someone about that, to be able to create spaces where you're comfortable to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And also, men's mental health and being comfortable to talk about men's mental health in, in a space where you're comfortable and not be able to feel stigmatized or victimized by the mental illness that you suffer from and within yeah. our community as well i think that it was so key to have Sinead come in to tell us about everything that she's been doing with her project and her personal journey with mental health and how she's really got into activism and wanting to do something different about it but it was also important to bring it home and bring it into our community and look at why this issue is so prominent within the bme community how we tackle it and how we deal with it as a community if anyone is triggered at all by the discussions please do reach out to the relevant helplines don't be afraid to reach out to beyond blue and lifeline we'll be posting the numbers for you to hit up if you do need any kind of support because as we mentioned it's not in any way a negative to reach out to relevant places to reach out to anyone you feel comfortable with so if you want to receive any kind of more information head over to our instagram at the hottest source where you will find all the inside scoop all the links to what Sinead's been doing and places where you can find relevant help check out Sinead as well this guy this guy this guy three hours my guy three hours it's been a long day it's been a long day allow it allow it nah 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 for real check out Shanid's Instagram this guy is am I wrong am I wrong he doesn't even acknowledge he's different am I wrong this guy is so odd he's actually crazy wow this wow. guy is crazy. Oh my days. I'm so sorry. Well, uh, cancel him now. So, cancel. Yeah. Now it's he's canceled. Gone. He's gone. We've now he's cancelled. We've had enough. Um. Let me say my I'm sorry. It's like, my apologies are out there. Like, You know what though? Linking back to what we said, it's okay to be wrong so long <laughs> as you admit that you are wrong and you are able to change. So Support groups are very important. From this, my guy. So Grow group, from this. Support groups are important and it's important that we don't ridicule people for what oh. they're going through and for issues. So <laughs> We're not going to practice that within the studio, Eldrin. So it's nah, okay. but you're being for that, bro. Check out the ACM project on Instagram and on Facebook. It's please, very important. The movement do. is great. And please and get in touch with us. She's making a great movement and yeah, great for sure. space in the change. In space. Yeah. Nah, the more that we can encourage young people to talk about this topic and the more we can create platforms and spaces where people feel comfortable to talk about it and people can access the kinds of support they need the better but you can join us back here next week at the exact same time the exact same place for another episode of the hottest source yeah have a blessed week be in touch with your emotions um seek help man you're not alone no one's alone also cough into your elbows because it's flu season we don't want it oh yeah no no i'm not trying to i'm not trying to no yeah you boys are going in the train you boys are (laughs) going this is hold you by Egyptian. This was a Sin Media Podcast, previously heard live on Sin 90.7. Okay, see you later. Bye-bye.